Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome to the NY to MD podcast. We got your hosts here, Kevin Hurt and Brian Sherrard. That's right. We are on 10 this morning. We're getting, we got the energy. We ready yes. to kick this show off right. Yes. We got topics upon topics upon topics. A cornucopia. A plethora of topics, <laughs> folks, just for you, our listeners. So, um, also, I'm going to be distracted because Arsenal's playing this morning against Paris Saint-Germain. I know it's a preseason friendly, but we're wearing our new kits um, this morning, our third kit, which I kind of like, and I need to order an extra large. Yeah, man, I, I approve of those, man. Yeah. That color's nice, man. I like that. But, yeah, that's not our normal uh, red or blue, and usually the third kit is just a separate color. So, this is the third art- alternate Yes. Pit. Okay. Yes. Yes. We have. Yeah. So what? So what color was it last year? Um, I think our alternate was pink. Pink. Oh, yeah, okay. Pink, yeah. I think actually, I do think I've seen those. Yeah. Oh, so, black and pink. I'm sorry, black and pink. Yeah. It was I, mostly black with the pink lettering. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think of the home kits this year? Um, I did not like them. I I didn't when I saw it, but when we played um what Thursday morning or Wednesday morning, which made me late for work, but when we played at seven thirty that morning, uh-huh. um, they looked good on the on the on the All lads. Right. Yeah, they looked really good on the lads. So um, I approve of those too. So I just haven't seen our um away jersey. Yet. Okay. So. We'll probably see that in action. Now, are those like yellow and black or something like that? Um, no, they usually have blue and yellow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blue and yellow. Okay, yeah. that's what it was. Um, so, all right. That's how we kick off the show for Arsenal. Now I'm ready to go. Um, let's get into this. Um, a lot of um, trade deadline for the, um, b- um, baseball is a couple days away. Uh, we had some Orioles leave. We had some Mets leave. Yeah, man. <laughs> this seems week. like this is like a weekly and, thing. Yeah, and <laughs> each two division opponents. Yeah. So um, let's get your breakdown on these um, MLB trades, and let's t- also talk about maybe not a potential trade, but what would you do if okay. a scenario with a, right. with a certain local team. Um, so first let's start out with, of course, Zach Britton. Yeah. Um, your uh, ace reliever. Uh, traded to the New York Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees. Now, Hurt, you might be surprised by this. Now, typically, you know, a trade with the Yankees, which is like my hated team of all time, the Yankees and Duke are just two teams I can't stand. More than the Red Sox, you hate the Yankees? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Like, I hate the Red Sox, but not really. Gotcha. But the Yankees, I, I can't stand the Yankees, man. Can't stand them. And um, anytime we have to do a deal with the Yankees, I'm just – it just pains me. But like I said, this time I'm not mad. As a matter of fact, I think this is a brilliant trade. And let me tell you why. Um, back in December, Zach Britton 
tore his Achilles. Um, mm-hmm. And the Orioles had to make a decision whether or not they were going to sign him or does it designate him for um, for assignment. Just just cut him. And at the time, I was like, Orioles, just let him go. He tore his Achilles. So we're not going to get anything out of this guy this year. Um, for arbitration, he was due thirteen around $13 million. So we were essentially signing a guy for $13 million that we weren't going to have for the whole season. Why pay this guy? The Orioles decided to pay him. He recovered fairly quickly, and now he's pitching. The great thing about this trade is we got three prospects. The Yankees have a deep system, so we were able to get three young pitchers, um, two of which are in AAA, so they could be on the big club pretty soon. Mm. But the thing with Zach Britton is he's only pitched 15 innings. This year. Well, I should say he pitched 15 innings before the trade. Yeah, that's it. He's only pitched 15 innings this year. His first seven out- outings were very shaky. His last uh, seven or eight, he didn't give up any runs. He got his velocity, velocity back. He got a sink back on a sinker. So once teams saw that, they were willing to trade for him. But to get three prospects for a guy that only pitched 15 innings, who wasn't going to be back with the team anyway, I thought I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, what about you, Uh it's Drupal Cabrera. Yeah, um, who's played every infield position for us because injuries and a whole bunch of other things. We traded him to the Phillies. Uh, of course, um, probably, if not, they're probably tied for my most hated team. Um, yeah, I know you do not the like, I know you don't like that, that team at all. Yeah, so. No, no. I, I usually have issues with the city, too, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, but I don't mind the Sixers, remember. Okay. Just just the Flyers, just the Phillies, and definitely that football team. Um, but still, congrats on your one and only ever Super Bowl that you're ever going to win in your whole existence. Fly equals anyway. fly. So, <laughs> so saying we traded a Zubu Cabrera. Um, we got a minor league double-A pitcher okay. uh, from their forum system who I hear is uh, pretty good. He's not their, of course, top, top prospect. You're not going to give that away. Yeah. But we got something because uh, uh, Zubu is going to be a free agent next yeah. year also. So, you know, what are you losing? Right. And plus, we're horrible. Is it <laughs> you know? Does it seem like he's always a free agent and he's always traded every year? <laughs> yeah, same thing. Him and, um, oh, gosh, what's the dude we signed from the Reds? Right, here we go again. Where's the, where's the stag guy? Researcher? I can't find him. Jay uh, Bruce. Jay, oh, yeah, thank Jay you. Bruce. Thank you, researcher. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, Jay Bruce. Like, we traded him last year. Then in the offseason, we signed him back. It's <laughs> like, and then, like, since we're horrible, they're like, should we trade him again? Right, right. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's tough because you don't want to lose, um, and we also, of course, last week we traded Jerry's familiar for the A's, and he's right. been lights out uh, for A's. And um, your favorite general manager of all time, Billy Bean. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get into that story one day. Give me a break. <laughs> you love Billy Bean. He even had a movie about him, and you probably hated the movie. Haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen yeah, it? No. Oh, I'm sure it's better than Titanic. Um, but going back to these, well, trades, the A's are like a sinking ship. So, yeah. well, I mean, not really. They're they're keeping above Actually, water. You know what? Season. Sorry, A's fans. You know what? Yeah. They are surprisingly well this year. So, yeah, kind of done better than a local team. Yeah, we are the Titanic, no so. doubt. <laughs> or my team, but at least my team was in the World Series a couple. Years at least ago. your team has thirty wins. 
Well, oh no, I'm sorry. We now we do. My bad. We we won fifteen no, to five last last yeah, night. We have so. more than thirty. I think we have we have we have forty. We have forty three. Okay, so, well, we're yeah. thirteen games behind you then. So okay, well, hey, you know we play again next month. So maybe you'll get two more wins to help that out. <laughs> Gosh. So we'll see. But no, this is the time for trades to um, maybe get rid of free agents next year. And um, there's a big free agent next year who mostly everybody assumed was probably going to sign with the Yankees because we all know the Yankees have the most money. Um, and But his team isn't doing well, surprisingly, this season, even though they were picked to win the NL East. Um, and that's um, the Nationals and Bryce Harper. Would you trade Bryce Harper? This is tough. The, the The Nationals are out of it, but they're not like that much out of it. I mean, they could go on a hot streak and, and be right back in it. But you figure, I mean, you could get a good, some some. Decent players, some good prospects for Bryce Harper. I mean, I think you get some great prospects for Bryce Harper. Well, he is a rental, and at this point, you you'll be trading him at the deadline, so you will literally have him for only two months. Well, what so, did you what, what did you get for Manny? Well, we we got five prospects, okay, but we he's really, a rental. Yeah, but we only got like one top fifty player, and the rest were kind of high A ball type of players who with potential but you still don't know. So it's it, it'll be tough. I mean, I think even um um the Nets GM even said they would have to be overwhelmed by an offer in order to trade Bryce. But it it's hard. I mean that's he is he is the Nationals. I mean they have a lot of talent on the team. They have a great team, but he is the face of that team. Uh do you want to trade him in the middle in the middle of the season? Like well, I, you're, are there, um, last time I checked, I think there may be 51 or 51. Like, they're right at 500. Yeah, that's like, the they're thing. They're really struggling this year. Yeah. And they're behind the Braves and the Phillies. But if they go on a run this month, uh, Yeah, which month, could happen. Right. You know, in baseball, people go on runs all the time. Right. I, I, I keep, every time I keep looking at the Mets, it's like, if we could just win a series. Because <laughs> really, what happens is you start winning two out of those three games, and then in like, Two weeks, you, you do that. You got like fourteen wins and like three losses, and right. then suddenly you're like, "Hey, maybe we have a chance." Because it happens in baseball, right? So, but I, they can't do it. I would, I would think about it. It's like it's like for us trading um, Jacob Degrom or you know Syndergaard. I'm not trading. You're, you're trading a pitcher. Um, Degrom, who's so dominant that you can't replace him, right? You know, if if you trade him, you need to get superstars. But doesn't it in there? Um, a lot of controllable. Well, not a lot, but like two, two more. Yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't. So that's I wouldn't also trade. a bigger deal. Yeah, so I wouldn't trade him this year. I wouldn't trade him at all. But the thing is, the team. Well, this is the Will Ponds need to sell the team. Period. It's the ownership. So if the ownership changed would be a lot better. But you know everything. You know, you know, I, I would never, I would not trade the ground for anything. I would trade um, other people, Jay Bruce. Other, you know, the thing is, we gave Cespedes on us money. He had double heel surgery. Really, he's missing the whole season. Yes. Wow. Like he's out like eight to ten months. Good gracious. Yeah, double heel surgery. So I mean, that that deal didn't work out. 
So, no. yeah. So, it, yeah. But I don't know. Trading Bryce, it, I, you have – the team is too good. You They can go on a run. They got to start soon in order for them to get into position to even make a playoff run, um, to get into that last um, playoff position. But, you know, the, you know, it's a possibility. I would think about it. But like you said, I would need to have, you know – Top-notch prospects, like can't miss whoever I would trade them to because, but you know, you might lose them for nothing next yeah. for next season. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm more on leaning towards just holding on to him. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I probably would. He, yeah. you know, and plus he was just in the All Star game. He hosted the All Star game. Yeah, he won the he home won the home run derby. Yeah. You know, so he's their guy. So yeah. I guess we can. It would yeah. be kind of tough. Um but the one thing I haven't seen about Bryce Harper is that he hasn't gotten in a lot of Twitter feuds. Ah. Um, but there's one person um, who shares my first name. Uh-huh. Who's <laughs> kind of, he's kind of thin-skinned, I should say. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, no doubt. Um, yeah, that's uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was recently on a podcast with um, CJ McCollum. Arsenal just scored 1-0. Mezid Ozil with the cross from Patrick Mbamiang. 1-0 to the Arsenal. Take that. M10, baby. Okay, so getting back to the show. That's why, that's what happens when you watch live sports when you're here anymore. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, Shout out to um, all my uh, Gooner friends watching the game. That was a per- look at this cross. Look at that finish, crisp like bacon. Look at that. I need to be a soccer announcer. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Anyway, um, Kevin Durant was um, well. CJ McCollum. They were seem uh, has a podcast. So um, like we have a podcast, but they were going back and forth about. Um, of course, Kevin Durant signing with Golden State, and there's some analogies of, you know, they beat you, and then you join them, and that's they used a, you know, CJ McCollum used a soft word, yeah, like he, oh, you know, it's kind of soft to do that. And he used like a gang analogy or something like that. Yeah, right? well, he was just like, you know, if a, if you're you and your brothers got beat up by a gang. Then you leave your brothers and join the gang that beat up you and your right, brothers right. to then go back and beat up your brothers with that new gang, <laughs> which I thought was a real deep analogy. <laughs> Man. Um, <laughs> but I mean, hey, I guess if you thought of it, I guess it sounds good. So, um, so yeah, that was the analogy he gave. And of course, you know, um, KD was like, that doesn't make any kind of sense. I was like, so I'm going to plot right. two months ahead of time <laughs> for this gang to come beat us up and me leave them and then go join them. That don't make any kind of sense. Right. And then, of course, the best quote was, I was just on your damn podcast. Right. Now, he used another <laughs> word besides damn. <laughs> but that that that's a T-shirt. <laughs> that is a T-shirt <laughs> quote. I was right. just on your damn podcast. <laughs> so, but, I mean, what do you... Why are, I guess I can only go in the context of if it was you, but a lot of players seem to have an issue with KD um, going to Golden State, especially after they lost. Now, I don't know, do you think if it's, do you, 
I'm, let me get your opinion. Do you think people are were against KD going because they just lost a series and could have beaten Golden State? Or the prospect of just joining a team that just won 73 games? Like, which one do you think plays more in the players' minds? You know what? I never really thought about it that way. Because um, when I think of the whole KD leaving, I just I, – I, I don't like the fact that he joined the 73-win team. That's the issue I have. But I really shouldn't say issue. I mean, he has every right to do that. I mean, at the end of the day, he he joined the team. That was his decision. That, that's what he wanted to do. It's it's fine. I to me, I it, to me, it just seemed like he kind of took the easy way out. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but he had every right to do that. He's he's been back to back final MVPs. I'm not taking anything from him, but I mean it. You know, if LeBron left and joined the Warriors, I mean, what what would people say about him? You know what I mean? Oh, they would. Oh my, well, first off, <laughs> that's two totally different circumstances. <laughs> if LeBron does anything, right, as we've seen, right. <laughs> the only thing he could have done that would have been that people wouldn't have panned him for or the fans of the team wouldn't have tacked him because of a former player right. is join the Knicks. Because mm. Knicks fans would have murals. His face would be across the GW. <laughs> like, people would be getting tattoos <laughs> right, of right. the king with, like, the Empire State Building oh, in the yeah. background. Matter of fact, the Empire State Building would light up with 23 on it. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, that would be the only place where he could have gone where there's no Mamba Nation yeah. and stuff like that. But for KD, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I, I, I don't know why we don't get athletes to pass that in our normal lives, we would be doing the same thing. Right. You know, I, right. and, um, I, again, he's won two titles now. And he's, like you say, is, and he's done well in those. He's got two finals MVPs. So he's, you know, outperformed the other team, you know, uh, and what he's, I mean, he, when he first went to the finals and played LeBron, they still had a good series, but they're a young team then. Uh, and, you know, remember, um, which was still coming off the bench, James Harden was right, still coming off right. the bench then. So they had a totally different team and different setup. But I, I think players are more upset the fact that they, that he joined after losing to them when they were up in that series. Okay. You know, they were up in that series. Right. So it was like, oh, how are you going to go join a team that just beat you more than Oh, they got 73 wins. Why are you trying to help them? That's funny. You know? I, I've never had a problem with that. And I don't really think of, I think about that too much, that that aspect of it. Um, but So that's kind of shocking to me that people will have more of a um, uh, problem with that. Because I didn't really – the fact that they were up 3-1 and, and lost, I – because your team was that close. Yeah. Like, your team was – all you had to do was win one more game, and right. we wouldn't be talking about them anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We wouldn't be talking about some Golden State dynasty if they finished that series off. So, would it, would KD have stayed if they uh, beat the Warriors? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't think he would have went there. I mean, he could have left and gone someplace else, but you wouldn't probably then go to the team that you beat. Right, and especially if they, yeah. if they won a championship, he definitely wouldn't have left uh, OKC. Okay. Now, if they went and played Cleveland and lost to Cleveland, um, then you know there's a possibility. But then, why are you going to ruin something that you made the finals for? Yeah. So, 
you know, that's all speculation at this point. But yeah, I just find it interesting how players always have seem to have an issue with, you know, a player leaving when if they had their opportunity, why wouldn't they do it? By the way, right. they just real quick. Um, you know, we have live um, streaming sports in our studio here. Um, they actually just had a field hockey um, top 10 moment. Like it was a. It was a field hockey goal. Like, how many times have you seen field hockey on ESPN or just TV in general? Field hockey? What's field hockey? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> you never did you play that in gym? No. Or did you no, have no. gym at your school? Uh, yes. Okay. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, not to, I wasn't trying to be facetious. But see, Brian is, is a talented, gifted individual. So he went to like Xavier's X Men school for special <laughs> mutants or something. Oh so my I gosh. didn't know, you know, um, if they painted during recess or something, or like you guys had shop class. Actually, or... we didn't have sports, but actually, did we have gym? That's what I was, I was saying. Like, did you actually have gym? I don't, honestly, I don't know if we had gym. <laughs> you can't even remember. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, so there you go. So during gym at my school in Nyack, New York, we um, I remember playing field hockey, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this is dangerous." Mm. <laughs> First off, those hockey, the field hockey sticks are hard, but They're that hard. ball. Do you see how much padding that goalie had? Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a hockey goalie. I mean, like I know it's called field hockey, but I mean, an actual NHL goalie full padding because that ball is no joke. So I'm hoping my daughter doesn't want to play field hockey because it looks dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, but so we just had a field hockey top. It actually was top three in their top ten. So it was pretty good. Um, well, let me ask you this. What did you think, going back to the whole Twitter beef, what did you think about the whole back and forth between uh, McCollum and... Uh, it was hilarious. I love it. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I love it. I mean, there's actually um, two wrestlers beefing there and two different, like, um, it... it I, it allows people who to have contact or or have beef or, or continue a beef through social media that would never normally happen. It, if it did happen, it used to be quotes in the newspaper, and it'd be like five days later. You yeah. know what I mean? It'd be like Charles Oakley saying something in the New York Times, and you know Michael Jordan saying something in the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. But it'd be like the next day, so we'd had to wait, or maybe even two days later. You know, we'd have to wait to see what he would say. Luckily, you know, ESPN and all the other sports shows came along. So we got more instant um, sports, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I, I still remember a time when there wasn't like a bottom line. Remember? There yeah. Wasn't like, <laughs> remember? Man, I remember I mean, when he started showing that like, yeah. wow, this is just what's going on. I think this is way too much information. But when you stare at it for like 20 minutes, like, did I miss anything? Wait, oh, I just, no, I wanted that score. I mean, I got to watch right, it go all right, the way back right, again. Like, uh, and rotate to go through to see what I just missed. So it, it, was, it was a smart play, but um, I, I, I like that. I like the, um, there's this instant, I say something, or I got a beef with you, or why'd you, whatever, and someone can respond back to it. Now, some of it, of course, is just silly. Yeah. Um, and fans get involved, and I think, you know, you know how fans are. Fans get a little bit too personal, and but when it's between the players, it's fun. It's fun. Well, I have a I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Just social media athlete ath athletes or celebrities having uh, uh, Twitter accounts, Facebook, Instagram, fake Twitter accounts. Fa <laughs> yeah, fake accounts. 
So there's there's good and there's bad that comes with social media. What what do you think? Do you think there's more more good that comes out of it or more negative things that come out of it? Negative, I think. Um, of course, it always depends on how you use everything, but it's it's used to sometimes attack people. You know, people get personal. It wasn't. Everything is so closely scrutinized. Like, literally, we were talking about KD's fake Twitter account. He, and he's not the only one. There's other people that have fake Twitter accounts, as we find out. Um, as the general manager, former general manager of the Sixers. Right. I think his wife had three fake Twitter accounts out there. So, it, it, it causes players to defend their actions even more, so to speak, because they're, like just just when LeBron left, I mean it's just you know attack or why you know it's just it's more it's just more it's more upfront and um, and there's good I mean no there's good and bad to it but I think for athletes I don't think it's always a positive. Do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's worth it to the athletes? I I think it's a, a nice mechanism to reach out to your fan base. Yeah. To also but there's get, trolls right and it's also good to get a certain narrative out to get a certain message out but. At the end of the day, is it worth it for someone to be on? No, if I was, um, or 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 if you're someone like say LeBron, LeBron doesn't address people. Mm. He'll just hey had a great day or okay, you know he he's not. And somebody may say something to him, and he'll just keep it moving. And if I remember correctly, it took LeBron a while to get a Twitter. Account. Yeah, like, yeah, he never. Yeah, he just um, started having one more recently than now. Kids, you know, kids are growing up with it, so you yeah. probably have one from high school on until you become this famous, you know, athlete. So as we know, because Twitter has found out a lot of comments, um, a lot of players have said, like right. the uh, picture for the Brewers. Yeah, hater. Yeah, so um, you know which. You know, I know, again, we're going to try to get off topic. Listen, I, I know you, everybody supports, f- fan is short for a fanatic. And and I totally get that. Okay. But, you know, it's so myopic because teams are fans, actually, not teams. They surround their player and support them no matter what they've done because it's their guy. So good, bad, or indifferent is their guy. So no matter what you did, if you say, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I was 18, I shouldn't. Okay, hey, standing ovation. Standing ovation for what? Yeah, did They you, gave him a standing ovation. Did you have a problem with that? Yes, I had a problem with that. You, a standing ovation is if he saved a kitten. You know what I'm saying? If he did something heroic, if he donated money to the children's hospital, if he threw a no hitter, if he was, if he gave up a no hitter, walk off home, you know, if he hit a walk off home run, if, you know, he gave CPR to a bird, something not for, Hey, I had some really racist things to say in one part of my life. I admit it. I was young. And I'm going to go out and pitch. And then the next day, they're like, yay. Yay what? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't agree with the standing O. I definitely don't agree with it. But honestly, I don't have a... I shouldn't say I don't have a problem with it. But it, I'm not shocked by it at no, all. Heck no. I'm not shocked by you it. Think, because, like you said, this is what we do. 
you know, we if if you're a fan of a team and player X does something egregious, you know, we cheer for him the next week. Yep. I mean, it just happens. So I mean, John Rocker. You yeah. know, John Rocker said the most well, again, I know I took it a little bit differently since I'm from New York and he knows about New York and him riding on a subway. And that's taken differently in New York than it would in Atlanta. The people in Atlanta don't care. You know, they're like, oh, John, man, why'd you say that? But hey, strike this dude out and we're fine. Right. It's like that everywhere. I can't dispute that, but a standing ovation is just stupid. It's just stupid. What are you standing up for? Yeah. You're- and I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get into who was standing up for him, but it wasn't about anybody that he was talking about on his Twitter account. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's just things are, and again, I, I was, we're, we were all 18 at one point in our lives. I still knew right from wrong. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Snapchat. We didn't have whatever the hell else is out there. We didn't, but we you did know, some stupid stuff. We hurt. didn't have internet. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we did some stuff, but we didn't do this. So I can, I know, I, I know I speak for you because you're, you know, you're, you know, you're a good kid. Um, I was a little crazy, but yeah, I mean, Hold on. Oh man, we're almost about to score again. Um <laughs> it was a it was a good play. Was that a bombing? Yeah. Should have been two zero. So th- but there's a certain point where you went too too far. Like there's this um kid who I grew up with. He was a white kid. I'm um me being of course African American. Uh or black American, as I like to say. I'm black American. So uh, the, the long story short, senior year, we play baseball together. It's a mixed school. We have a little bit of everybody in our school. So at the end of the year, we have what's called the senior games where we participate in games for like the whole day. We don't do anything. We don't really go to class. We just have fun at school together. So they had a floor hockey um, sign-up sheet. So this dude, um, who I won't name, um, decides to write on there, no N word allowed. So, and I knew, I knew this kid from, you know, gosh, third grade, maybe, you know, this is 12. That's the dumbest thing you could have ever done because A, he got expelled from school. Mm. Um, B, his sister got punched in the face the next day. And I was there for that. And that right hand from this other girl, was real fierce. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's not good. I'm not saying that was right, but you can't be that dumb. I may have been, listen, I, we've all had issues with, you know, um, say police or other races or other whatever. But, you know, I, I'm not saying I wasn't raised better than that. I'm not writing anything like that. I know better. Right, right. You get what I'm saying? That's I, a public thing that you're writing something down on that you think is a joke. When I know that's not a joke. That's not, that's not funny. I don't, you know, you don't, you just don't, you may, if you joke around your friends that way, because we all have our little rude jokes with your friends right. and you say things around. Right. You don't make those things public. And I've never made those things public. Right. So at 18, I still knew better than to go out there and say, oh, you know, no non, you know, no Yankees fans allowed. Right. <laughs> you know? Got you. No, I understand. 
And and the last thing I'm going to say on this is this. The standing O in this situation, and I I feel like it was just more of a sign of support. It was more. Support for what? It was just. I just think it was the fan base saying, hey, you know what? Back. Yes, hey, as yeah, as we, we, support, we support you. Like I said, that just kind of shows where so, we are today. But I think it was just yeah. a sign. It wasn't like, hey, you did this great thing. It was just, hey, we're here to support you. Yeah, That's we all. have your back. But you have your back from what? Like, okay. Say well, like for, I said, this is, this is sports. This is what we do as fans. Like, uh, yeah. Okay, so real quick, um, before we go on to another random line. There's a player who actually just scored a goal for our team, Mesut Ozil, who plays for the German national team. Um, German national team had a horrible World Cup. They were eliminated from the group stage, and a lot of the blame was put on him. Um, Mesut Ozil's parents are Turkish. Okay. Okay, but he was born in Germany. All right. So he could either play for the Turkish team or German team, but he decided to play for the German team. So when they won the World Cup four, um, four years ago, he was a huge part of it. He started all the games. He played in all the games. And matter of fact, he has the leading number of assists for the team since he's joined the national team. This past World Cup, the whole team played horrible. But before it happened, him and another player of Turkish descent took a picture with um with the president of Turkey, who happened to be in London. Mm-hmm. And Mesut Ozil plays in London. The other player... um. Um, Ilke Gundogan plays for uh, Manchester City, but it's still in England. Uh, so they both took a picture before the World Cup. For some reason in Germany, it was this big uproar over it. Mm. And basically, they were scapegoating. So Mesut Ozil didn't even play the first game. Uh, he played in the second game, he won, and he played in the last game, which they lost. So, um, and then, but the whole thing was just on him. So he recently had um spoke about it and said he's retiring from the team because of the racism he felt because because wow. he said when we win I'm German when we lose I'm Turkish. Mm. So as Arsenal fans he's our guy he's on our team and we saw the racism. Yeah, we have his back for that because he feels like you know he was being um scapegoated for no reason which he actually is and there were some horrible things I mean, and, and I'm saying as black people, we know when there's racial undertones to comments, there's a lot of racial undertones to comments about him. So, again, it, it's it's a little egregious. So, yeah, so I would give him a standing ovation for that. But if he said some horrible things about Germany and, you know, um, went into some specific detail, no matter what part of his life. Yeah, I probably have an issue with it, but I'm not sitting there, you know, congratulating him and giving him a standing ovation because he did something stupid. Right, right. I just can't. You know, I know I'm this with is you. me. Yeah. So, um, so since I'm already angry, yeah, you you have a uh, uh, a rant this week. Or yeah. What, so what's going on? I, yeah. So I'm about to put somebody in what I call the hurt locker. Um, and I don't want any any uh, crying babies here. But there's going to be some hurt feelings. Oh, boy. So, my favorite organization in the entire world, as everybody knows, the Dallas Cowboys. Their ownership group, including one Jerry Jones, um, came out, I think it was this week. Yeah. And he said, you know, um, no one on his, again, it's the whole national anthem thing. 
So he said no one on his team is going to stand in the locker room. Everybody is going to come out and stand for the national anthem. So, of course, I definitely have an issue with that. Okay, because, again, you're not talking to your players or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, hold on. And I was going to say, and this is also in the midst of the owners and the players. Yeah, the NFL and the NFLPA negotiating stuff. So, okay, But, you know, Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones. So, to double, triple, quadruple down on that, his son, Steven, decided to come out this week and say... If you don't stand for the national anthem, you're not a cowboy. Oh, I didn't I didn't uh know about that one. Steven, I don't know you. I don't want to know you, honestly. You're not America's team. I know that was a nickname they gave you for some odd reason. On NFL films, and it kind of stuck, and it's been there. But you don't represent everybody. But to tell up now again, the players haven't said anything, and maybe they wouldn't because they want their paychecks, or maybe they're just thinking about like I don't know how I feel about this. But to come out and say if you don't stand for the national anthem on this team, you know you're not a cowboy, is ludicrous and asinine. That is that is the epitome of silencing or trying to say that's like a dictatorship that's a dictator type quote and and as much as i have disdain for this organization because oh boy i have disdain for this organization this is a hundred times worse because it goes far beyond me just not liking them for the fact that they're overly hyped and overly rated every year this is insane this is insane. Now, it wouldn't matter to me if it was Stephen Jones or if it was um, Daniel Snyder. If Daniel Snyder says something like that, I'll be all over him. I would. You don't say, you know, you're not, you know, uh, Washington Redskin if you don't stand. First off, you can't. But Daniel Snyder can't say anything because of the name of the team so horrible that he can't really back up himself by saying that. <laughs> but, but Jerry Jones, I always feel... He's always been, if you noticed, at the forefront of all these things. And he's always had the, been the most vocal. But to say, his son, to say that you're not this because you don't go do this is so far beyond. It's so wrong. It's just so wrong on so many levels. And I have an issue with it. I would have a, I have an issue with it, but if it was on a team, I would have an issue with it. Now, I know I probably had to go back and talk to my family. Like, do I, what, what would you want me to do? I know what my stance would be, but don't, I don't like somebody telling somebody I'm not something because I'm not doing something that you're telling me to do. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I've never, I've been so against that forever. If anything, I, then I'll just go the opposite way just because I need to go the opposite way. Right. Right. So, you know, this week I'm putting Jerry and Steven Jones in the Hurt Locker. And luckily, you know, I'm trying to I'm watching Arsenal, so I'm not as angry as I normally would be, and we're winning 1-0. One, one but I'm telling you right now, you cannot sit here and, and come out and tell people you're not something if you don't go out and do this. Yeah, honestly, I don't really have a problem with what Jerry Jones said, except for the fact that the negotiations going on. At the end of the day, that's his team. 
He's the owner. You know, he makes the rules. But this is a tricky situation because, like I said, he's a part of a partnership with other owners and other players. So he has to, um, like I say, when it comes to this issue, there needs to be a conversation, a dialogue, and an agreement. So I don't really have two. I don't really have a, that, that much of a problem with what he said. Like I said, other than the fact that they're negotiating right now. Stephen Jones, that's no, 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 not at all. That's like you said. That's just going way too far. Um, just be quiet. Just, just be quiet. You, you don't, you don't have the right to tell somebody who they are, based on something that they've done that a you don't understand, b you don't agree with, uh, and, and just because you may have a difference of, of an opinion or you may be ignorant as to why somebody's doing something, you know, that's not going to define them. Uh, and define who they are uh, while being on that team. That's just way, way too far. Has he gotten any type of backlash or, or anything for saying this? Because, I, like I said, I just found out about this. I knew what Jerry said. I didn't know what his son said. That's that's pretty well, bad. Well, that's the issue, too. It, it's I think they're so used for them saying or doing outlandish things mm-hmm. that things just get passed over. I mean, it, when he said it, it came out for, like, a little bit. But... It's gone. Yeah. You know, it's gone. But I, I didn't forget it because I'm. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But I don't want to um, end the first half as we have of the show on this segment. Let's, let's end it on, um, maybe like, I'll say it, I guess a kind of a good note. I just want to get real quick. Only got a couple of minutes left here on how did you feel, B? Having Tiger Woods in the lead of a major, even though it's just for like two rounds or something. Um, or two holes, something like that, before he bogeyed, or quadruple bogeyed, whatever he did. How'd you feel that he was that close to winning the opening championship? Hurt. I w- honestly, yeah. I was thinking about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about us talking on this podcast and what would it mean if he would have win this? And I just kept like, this is, this is, would be such a great story. I mean, he had the outright lead. I think he was on the 10th hole. Yeah. Uh, seven under. Stroke, right? It was, he, had, he had a one stroke lead because okay. Spieth kept going down, down, down. Oh, Spieth just. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and Tiger had the, the lead. But what, and, and this is what I said on the podcast. I, what happens is for whatever reason, when, when Tiger, he gets close, I don't know what it is, her, but like, he just lately he just crumbles. He he does he does that. He gets the lead and then on the next hole he double bogeys or triple bogeys, whatever. And after that it, it it was a wrap. And the thing was he played with the ultimate winner. So uh Molinari. So it it's like the pressure was on. And as soon as that pressure came came on him, he he crumbled, man. But he was so close hurt. I hurt when he went up, I thought he was gonna pull it out. But at the end of the day, I'm encouraged, man. This shows me that Tiger he can win. He can win a major. Yeah. I so, mean, so is Vegas. They they put him as a favorite for the PGA. Stop. I'm serious. Come on. Let's not get too <laughs> excited, y'all. You know he's gonna win at least one. I think he's gonna. I actually I, I think, think he's gonna win a major. But yeah. you know what this is like. It's not so easy though. This is like the first half of Tiger. His career is like Tiger Woods, and like this second half is like he's Phil Mickelson, like he's like the best player to never win a major. You know what I mean? So it's you know since since two thousand eight. So he has to overcome that. I feel like once he gets that first one, 
after you know um he'll relax and, right and then you'll we'll there. see like a semblance of the old tiger again because he'll be confident you know what i mean and he'll he'll go in the rounds actually believing he can win well not to say that he does it now but he'll be even more confident so look man i'm go- i can't wait uh for the pga uh we'll see how it goes where do you know where they're playing at this year um america okay <laughs> i have no idea america <laughs> That's the only thing I do. <laughs> no, but um, no, I, I don't know where the course is. But look, I will say this: anytime Tiger is content in contention in a major, well, heck, shoot, any type of tournament, it gets that needle moving, man, in golf. And Tiger, I mean, look, there's no story in golf like Tiger. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's a lot of great players. I'm not putting anything past any of the great players that we have right now. But Tiger Woods, man. It's almost like he's he's golfing away. So Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. All right, that's us um, on the A side. We're gonna flip it over. We got some fantasy for you, and um, a game of who's better with Sherrard. Uh, so we'll see you on the B side. Welcome back to the B Side. You know what? I like how you said that with enthusiasm this week, Kurt. Well, it's like West Side, but just like Side. Yeah, but 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 I like how you emphasize the B though. That's that was that was really cool. Actually, emphasize the Side. It was just not the B part. More of the Side part to that. but thank you everybody for listening. Remember, we um, we do have um, NYMD podcast on Facebook, NYMD podcast on Twitter, where hopefully we can get into Twitter beef with like um, Mamba Nation um, <laughs> or any local player or something like that. I don't know, Hurt. I don't want them defacing any mur- murals or anything uh, like that. That's so true. I actually, you might not want to get into Twitter beef listen, with Mamba Nation. If you put paint over my face, we're going to have problems because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're everywhere. Um, and, um, of course, you know, we're on, um, well, we use Spreaker to get everything out, but you can download us on iTunes and also on Stitcher for your Android. Uh, so we're getting, getting, um, getting to this, uh, fantasy part of the broadcast on this side. Yeah. And, um, B yeah. has, um, but first B wants to talk about, um, this, uh, report about the top tiered quarterbacks. And I think they broke down the quarterbacks, uh, and then I fell into four tiers. Yeah, so uh, there was an ESPN uh, Insider article uh, that came out this week where um, I forget who the um, the author of the article was. I think Sando. Uh, Mike Sando. Yeah, yeah, I think he did it. But basically, it sounded like what he did is he, he sent out uh, kind of like a survey to 50 NFL executives, defensive coordinators, GMs, you know. Um, and he wanted them to rate the quarterbacks based on a tier system. And he created four tiers. Um, you know, the first tier is pretty much quarterbacks that make their teams better, don't need a lot, don't need a lot of help, uh, can carry the team and you know, in order to win. And then you have like the tier two, which is a notch below. Tier three are more like quarterbacks that need uh need a good defense and a run game to help them out, and then you have the fourth tier. So I thought it was an interesting list, and I thought some executives um had some interesting things to say about uh, certain quarterbacks. So, but it was the the reason why I like this list and a lot of lists that I see on like ESPN and some of these other, you know, sports networks, I kind of take with a grain of salt because a lot of times you, you will have them put 
hype certain people up or put certain people down just to get a reaction from people. But I actually like this list because this was a list based on a survey, like I said, from actual executives in the league. So I put a little bit more credence to this. But uh, let's just talk about, uh, just run down some of these real quick because uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Tier one, which are pretty much the elite of the elite quarterbacks. Like I said, these quarterbacks can carry a team for you. Four up here, and I really don't um, I really don't have a problem with this. You have a a Raj, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, a a Rod. Oh yeah, a a Rod. Yeah, him and Tom Brady are top for first. Then you have Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. You have any uh? No, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in football. Yeah, the best quarterback. My favorite. Well, player. but yeah, but you got to yeah, tie him with Tom Brady because I mean he's Tom well, Brady. Tom, yeah, right. No, I'm, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Right, but yeah, yeah. Um, tier two, and this is where it gets a little dicey for me. So he has Matt Ryan as the fifth ranked quarterback. Um, Russell Wilson, number six, Matt Stafford, number seven, Phil Rivers, number eight, Carson Wentz, number nine, Andrew Luck, number 10, Cam Newton, 11, Derek Carr, 12, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, 13, and Deshaun Watson, number 14. Where's that drop? I disagree with that one. What's that? Where's that drop sound? I need a drop sound for <laughs> Jimmy G uh, in his six and zero undefeated record. Um, what, what is what is going on with this love fest with Jimmy Garoppolo? Man? I, don't, I don't know. I I, 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 I don't know. The man. I, is, I don't know. He started what six seven games. He's won them all, but yeah. he just. Look, we don't have enough film on this guy. We don't. We need to see more from him. This is what I think of Jimmy G being thirteen. Mm. There's it's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. Is. Why is he so high? <laughs> what is the feeling on Jimmy G being thirteenth out of thirty-two quarterbacks? Yeah, I, I, I so just don't he's ahead now. Again, I like Deshaun Watson. I, we just don't have enough to go by because of his injuries, right? But I mean. Jimmy G's ahead of Kirk Cousins, and believe me, I have personal experience with Kirk Cousins. But Kurt is is okay. Alex Smith, he's ahead of Eli. And, and believe me, we know there's good Eli, bad Eli, two Super Bowl win Eli, you mm-hmm. know. But Jimmy, like, he doesn't even have enough starts for a whole season. Yeah. Why is he so high? Right. Let's let's just hold the phone, okay? Let's actually see both Jimmy and Deshaun. I look, I love Deshaun, okay? But... I just want to wait. Let's just wait and see. Let's wait and see that um, it wasn't a fluke. Last year wasn't a fluke. Like I said, both of these QBs didn't play full seasons. Uh, we need to see a full body of work for these guys before we can start putting them into a second tier, which is pretty much a drop off from the elite. Um, it's a you know it's a notch below the the elite quarterbacks. But here's another problem I have with this list. Um, I like Matthew Stafford, but I can't put him number seven, man. For as good as Matthew Stafford is, he does not beat good teams. I think um, we talked about it last year. He has something like a seven and forty-two record against teams with winning records. I mean, it's it's a it's horrendous. I forget what the actual number well, is, who but are you it's putting horrible. ahead of him. I'll put Phil Rivers ahead of him. Hey, Phil Rivers ain't done anything either. Phil Rivers. He's been to the playoffs. Yeah, you know he's 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 a more accomplished quarterback. And not it, recently, he hasn't. Been well, to yeah, the okay, that's true. But I can't. I, I'm sorry, I can't put a guy who has that bad of a, a record against winning teams as the seventh best quarterback. That's all. 
Um, I, I might even, I'll even, um, I'll move Cam up from uh, number 11. I'll move him up a little bit. I like where Car- Carson Wentz is. He's going to be higher on this list. We just need to make sure, you know, he's healthy. But um, that guy, he's 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 great. Yeah, he's had two, not full seasons, but he's had two. Se- I mean, yeah. he, was, he was on his way to maybe a, a MVP oh, yeah. of the league before he got hurt in that game against um, L.A. Right. Um, the Rams last season, but... You know, I I think Matthew Stafford because of his stats, his arm talent. Oh gosh, um, and everything else. He's it. It doesn't matter. It it's hard because Detroit's just never been a great team. Period. Excuse mm-hmm. me. They they've only re- if you look at it, they've only relied on him. Right. right. So the, the thing goes by: can we rely? Which is why it's still Jimmy G. But. <laughs> Can we rely on you or not? And they can rely. If, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be even this good. Okay. Well, you know what? So. When it comes to Matt Stafford, I'm putting them up there in fantasy. But if there's a quarterback that I need, that I want to win a game for me, he's not high on my list at all. Well, he's still seventh. Like, you know, I mean, I, I if that's the case, like, who would you want to drive you down the field to win a game? I mean, that's a different. I think that's more of a a different question. Um, but out of everybody, I probably, I would put Cam ahead of him in that nature and, and Phillip, cause Phillip Rivers has played a lot of big games, but he also hasn't won a lot of big games. Um, and I do, even though I'm not a fan of Philly, Carson Wentz is a beast to me. Right. Like I, um, I would he put, was my fantasy quarterback yeah, last year. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I like Carson Wentz. Um, he's, uh, even though he didn't even win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but he, he is definitely, um, and he beat Towson, I think. He was on the team that beat Towson and for, um, the Bison. North Dakota. Um, yeah, the Bison. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, so we'll, we'll see. But yeah, but this, but the first four is the first four. And right. I think that is 100% right. And well, no one belongs up in there with them either. Right. Well, let's let's talk about these tier three quarterbacks real quick. I, I don't really have too much of a dispute. Let's start at 23. <laughs> you know who happens to be 23? Uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco. All right. Now, give me your thoughts on your quarterback being the 23rd ranked quarterback out of 32. Well, hold on. We have to talk about who's before him. Oh, okay. before I could well, let's talk about my quarterbacks. So Kirk Cousins starts off tier three, and then Alex Smith is right behind. I think they're tied, right? Yeah. So they're both tied <laughs> for fifteenth. Honestly, um, that's about right. I don't have a problem with that. No, that is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. That's hundred percent accurate. Alex Smith is is good. Like Alex Smith is peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Like you can always rely on yeah. peanut butter and jelly. He's not a steak at all. Right. He's not a burger. You know what I mean? But he's. <laughs> He's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. You can when you're hungry, you can rely on P and J. That that's Alex Smith to me. That's, yeah. You know, right. Kurt Kurt's like uh, pop tarts. Pop tarts. Like it's okay when you don't toast them, but sometimes you may leave them in there a little ah. bit too long and it gets burned. Gotcha. And then you're like, I gotta throw these away. That's like him in a red zone. Nah. Gotcha. We get burned way too many times by him <laughs> in the red zone. And that's why I don't toast my pop tarts. See, well, there you go. There you go. But yeah, so then the Eli, Eli is um, tied for 17th. With um, your boy, Dak Prescott. Let me tell you something about Dak Prescott. Now, I know I was just wailing on the Joneses earlier, but you can. I take. I, 
I'm biased in certain. We all biased in something. I, so I, I, I will agree. I'm biased in some ways, but just because you're a quarterback for that team doesn't mean you're better than other people. It just so happens that they drafted you there. It also happens that you have a great running game. Other than that, when that running game is gone, what have you done? Didn't he go like four games without a touchdown, five or something, and he's 17th? Get the front door out of here. Well, seriously. Well, you do have a point because speaking of fantasy quarterbacks, he was one of mine last year, and I did have to bench him for that reason. Because he didn't. He was like zero touchdown, like eight uh, interceptions in like four or five games. Like he didn't throw a passing touchdown. What are you there for, homie? Yeah, I mean, he (laughs) does benefit from a great offensive line and a great run game. Probably one of the best in the game. Yeah, but I he's think- not Russell Wilson, and and Russell Wilson is a person who I actually gained a lot of respect for because you know I did not right, like right. Russell Wilson in the first game, maybe because he beat my team in the playoffs that first year uh, when RG three um, got hurt, but we won the division. We lost that home game, and he hurt his leg even more in that one. We lost to um, Russell Wilson, but. Um, he, he has like no offensive line. The dude's running for his life. He doesn't have the best wide receiver core. He's never um, had. Yeah. He, yeah. he and, um, um, the tight end who just went to Green Bay. Gosh. Jimmy um, Graham. Yeah. Jimmy Graham. They, it wasn't like when he went to, you were thinking when Jimmy Graham going to Seattle, man, right. that's like a dream. And, but it never really worked nah. out. So, um, but he was doing everything on his own. And who's their who's their running game? When Marshawn left, who did they have? A bunch a, of a bunch uh, of people, right? A rotation of people <laughs> yeah. that always got hurt, pretty much. So, yeah, exactly. So, I, and I respect that dude way more now um, than I did when he first got into the league. But he's actually proven it. Dak hasn't proven anything, so he shouldn't even be up there. Okay, he's only up there because of who he plays for. And that first year where he had, like, a really good season because no one could stop the running game, and they play action to everybody to yeah, death. That's true. Well, the next four is who the next four on this list is who I have a problem with. Like I said, Joe Flacco is tied for 23rd with Case Keenum, but ahead of him are Jared Goff. Well, actually, I will leave Jared Goff in 19. I don't have an issue with that. But Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm putting Joe above them. Um, Definitely above. Yeah, I mean, Joe, J- look, Joe <laughs> the has been, rifle. Yeah. And he did beat Joe that last game. Actually, why am I reminding myself of that? But anyway, um, look, Joe's been awful the last three years. I, I, I give you that. But at the end of the day, this dude is way more accomplished than any of these other people. Um, I still would take my chances with Joe because I know Joe could still win me a crucial game if he has to. Um, the last couple of years, he's put the team in position to beat Pittsburgh um, and to beat Cincinnati last year. The defense let him down. So, I, I, you know, I still have a little bit of trust in Joe. And I, I definitely trust Joe more than I trust Andy Dalton. So, uh, to, to round off the tier three quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor, Blake Bortles, Ryan Tannehill, Sam Bradford, I have no problem with that. Um, and then in tier four, we had Mitchell Trubisky. Josh McCown, Patrick Mahomes, and A.J. McCarron. Um, three of these QBs are pretty much here because they just don't have enough body of work. We haven't seen enough 
enough of their uh, work and see them play enough to know how good they actually are. Josh McCown, he's just a journeyman. You know, journeyman. So yeah, he's definitely should be where he should be. So I thought it, I thought it was pretty fair. There was, like I said, just a couple issues with this list, but I thought it was, like I said, interesting just to see what executives thought. Now I actually heard an interview um, that um, Sando did. And he said, it's funny because he said there were only two quarterbacks that executive ranked in each one of these tiers. Do you know who those two quarterbacks were? What do you mean? Like, so in other words, so when first, they, second, third, and fourth. Yeah, so when when executives did the vote, they mm-hmm. they each received votes in each one of these tiers. Like, you know, one yeah. you know one executive could, would have put them in, you know, tier four or tier three. You know, they each got you. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Right. So there were only two quarterbacks that got votes for every single tier. Two, who were those quarterbacks? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco is one of them. It's, it's funny how Joe Flacco winds up in the national conversation, no matter what he does. But that's, that's, that's I found that very odd because somebody actually thought he was a uh, first-tier quarterback. So probably because he won a Super Bowl. But he actually got a vote as a first-tier quarterback. Take a guess as who the other one was. Man, um, looking at this list... I want to say Blake Bortles. No. no, now Blake Bortles would not be number one. So I'm sorry. Would you? Um, would you like any type of hints? Well, it's 32. So now there's 30 left. So yes, just okay. for the sake of the show. For the sake <laughs> of the show, this is a highly Give me a talked about hint, and discussed quarterback Ooh. this year. Just this year? Um, yeah, I would say this year he's he's been in the news a lot. We've talked about him a lot. Um, Kurt? No. He's about been that. in the news recently for various reasons. Oh, um, hold on a second. No, not bad, right? He had some comments about a certain quarterback this week. This quarterback had a comment yeah, about this quarterback, quarterback this week had some comments about another quarterback that may have surprised some people. I'm, I'm, did I miss that? And he dated a certain person that kind of uh, drew, drew people uh he was TMZ spotted him uh, dating a certain uh, star in the film industry that kind of uh, <laughs> threw oh, people um, off. Oh, I, man, um, I'm really I, I can't I cannot remember. It's it's your boy Jimmy G, man. So, oh, there we go. Man. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. He's I mean, um, number thirteen. I, I, yeah. yeah, you're right. He, but he is highly. I think there's this um, twin peaks. I'm dating myself here, like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me do a better analogy. There's like this island um, of mystery that surrounds Jimmy. Like it's like there's a hatch in the middle of the island. Yeah. That you don't know what it is, but you punch in the numbers and he's undefeated. Yeah. And that's and I think there's this this infatuation with him. And it was this infatuation with him even before he started playing. Yeah. They had it in New England. Like when they first drafted him, it was like. People love Jimmy G. I, I, I don't know, but it's uh, yeah. So that that doesn't surprise me because he shouldn't be thirteenth. Because you tell me he's like right behind Derek Carr is insane, and he's ahead of Deshaun. I know the injuries, but I mean he's only getting what six starts. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. It's not a full season yet. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. You what? know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had what two starts, maybe one start. I he just had the one start. Yeah, one start. Yeah. He's at thirty first. Jimmy G has six. He's thirteen. Like yeah. seriously, I know. 
excuse me, I know Jimmy G played under Belichick, and they may maybe have something to do with yeah. it because of the Belichick effect. But thirteen, come on now. So as oh yeah, um, my co-host is getting angry because he's watching Zach Britton and pinstripes here, Ugh. um, striking out awful. somebody. Man, that looks awful. He didn't even no. look right, man. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, his paycheck. I, I do love those old A's uniforms. Yes. The, yes. the green and, yes. and the, well, the green letters and the yellow. Those are just classic. Yeah, those are nice. But, um, so, yeah, let's get into this fantasy. Yeah, man. Uh, so, real quick. so who, um, I know you, you did all the research. You broke it down. You crunched the numbers. You asked, um, experts in your household. Um, I, I know, um, you called outside, you know, you talked to some big high fantasy people in your office. So tell me, who, who are your top quarterbacks for fantasy 2018? Okay. Well, first of all, before I get into my quarterbacks, I want to go into my own personal philosophy when it comes to fantasy quarterbacks. Now, some people believe that you can kind of get a quarterback in the later rounds. Hey, hold on. If you're listening at home, don't write this down. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, hey. you know, Brian and I playing this league together. It's called the empire. It's been 13 seasons now, right? Yeah. Um, he's got a championship. The very now, first one, very first one. So 12 <laughs> years later. Yeah. Um, he I, still has that one, but you've been back to the big game. Yeah, I've lost. been to the finals three times. Oh, yeah. Um, my my, oh, gosh, the worst uh fantasy loss. Oh gosh, and the league will never let me forget it. Is when I started. Uh, is when I benched Aaron Rodgers. He benched Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and he started a Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback at the time. Uh, Gerard, I forgot his name. David uh, Gerard. Yeah, Gerard. David yeah, Gerard. Yeah. Um, and because the the thought process was this when Aaron Rodgers was coming back from an injury. This was like his first week back. Yeah, first man. week back. But to me, as I always say, it's still Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and he started David Gerard. But when, in, in all honesty, I know we give you a hard time, and we always will. But in fantasy, it's you know it's hard to just set your lineup and go. You do have to make take risks. You do have to make decisions, and it's not as easy as it seems. Um, and when, especially when you're in a competitive league like ours, and you, and you want to win. So I know since sometimes you overthink things. Yeah, there's not too many times you sit there. I think last year I had both Detroit running backs. And I swear I didn't play. <laughs> I don't think I played them that much together. Yeah. There'd be some games where they had like four rushing touchdowns combined, or a game when one of them went off and the other one didn't. So yeah. you know, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but we're never gonna let you live that down because that was the worst decision in the history of fantasy football. I, I will say, in my defense, um, David Garrard did give me twenty four points that game. How many did Aaron Rodgers have? Do you know? 41. 41. Yeah. And if you started him, would you have won that game? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now. But, so, if but, you have a pin at home. But this, but actually, this actually goes to my point. Because my my personal philosophy in uh, fantasy is to get top-rated quarterbacks early. I don't like waiting to get quarterbacks in the later rounds. I know... A lot of people argue there's more value there. You can pump up your lineup with um, higher-rated running backs and wide receivers, but I like having the quarterback that I can just put in my lineup and I don't have to worry about from week to week. 
And this was a prime example. The year that I um, benched Aaron Rodgers was also the year that I took Aaron Rodgers with the number one pick. And at the time, that was that was almost like blasphemy because, um, you know, you would always want to take the, the best running back with that number one pick. But no, I took Aaron Rodgers with the number one pick, got to the championship game, and I lost because of a costly decision. But yeah, I just wanted to go over, you know, our, our quarterback rankings. Um, and I think this year is really interesting, Hurt, because we have some quarterbacks that are um, starting their first year, um, in the, their first full year in the league, that we don't really know too much about. So the question is, how high do we want to draft them? Um, do we want to take a chance of having them as our uh, as our um, quarterback ones? So I think it's an interesting year. Oh, the for guys that just were drafted this year? No, 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 not those guys, but the guys um, that were drafted last year, oh, like okay. the Mitchell Trubisky's, the, the Patrick Ryan. Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Gotcha. Right. So, but anyway, let me go into my top ten. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, feel free to let me know how you think. Well, of course, you are because this is a podcast, and this is what you do. But yeah. number one, the the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he is um. He's the number one fantasy quarterback. The only, only, huh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I mean, you know, it's a no brainer, but he is the number one fantasy quarterback. The only thing you have to worry about with Aaron Rodgers is injuries. I mean, he's been hurt the past couple of years and that has affected his, um, his fantasy uh, numbers, but he's the best quarterback in the lead. He, he, the great thing about Aaron Rodgers is he, he doesn't need a lot. I mean, he doesn't need a lot um, to work with to get you points. He gets you points in a passing game. He throws a lot of touchdowns, but he can also get you the occasional rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. He's just a great quarterback to have. You can put him in your lineup. Don't have to worry about him. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. Um, rank number two, Thomas Brady. I mean, <laughs> the man's what? Ford Thomas Brady. <laughs> Thomas Brady. <laughs> you know, when you, when you turn By 40 way, years old, you, you see know. that's fan. That he met, um, that named his twins, Tom and Brady. Oh, my gosh. No, I didn't see that. It was after practice. He's walking down the steps, and there's these twin kids that the dad named Tom and Brady. Wow. You know what I'm never doing in my life? (laughs) Naming my child after anyone else. Period. Right. Tom and Brady. But, yeah, go ahead. But, no, Tom Brady has to be number two. Yeah, he's he's number two. He's 40 years old. He's still still doing it, man. He threw for, what, almost 600 yards in the Super Bowl. I don't know when this guy's slowing down. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this dude really might play until he's 45. So, Um, But he's... He's almost like money in the bank, Tom Brady. You know what I mean? It's and it doesn't matter what receivers he has, what running back he has, he's gonna put up numbers. So he's number two. Now my number three, and this kind of goes back to what you said. I have Russell Wilson. And like you said, he's really gained my respect in the past couple of years because he's had to carry the team more. Okay, I'm glad you glad you agree with that. But he's really had to carry the team these past couple of years. And the great thing about Russell is he throw he, he throws the ball, gets you touchdown, but he runs and he runs smart smartly, so you don't have to worry about him getting hurt. The guy, I mean, even when he does get hurt, you you gotta drag him off that field to play. Um, what was it last year when he had that uh, that leg injury and he had to do like all this twenty four hour treatment? Yeah, and, yep. and I mean that dude was determined he to play. A lot. He was getting yeah. pelted around. Yeah, man. Last season, I'm surprised he made it through sixteen. Yeah, yeah, man. But um. 
he's I, I just think he's a good combination because he can throw the football. He's going to throw you a good amount of touchdowns, and he's going to run that ball too. So he's that's a, honestly what picked his game up was Sierra. Yeah. Uh, before he got Sierra, yeah. he just was just like, oh, it's Russell Wilson. Then he started dating Sierra and got married. They had a kid. And it was like, yo, Russell Wilson. Yeah. He never moved that fast on the pocket yeah. before. Now he's just moving around. They probably have, like, dance class together. Probably teach him how to move his hips in the pocket. His yeah. fast twist virtuals probably yeah. got better. There you go. You know, so all, all those things, you know, probably helped him out. Yeah, no well, Now he's your number three fantasy quarterback. Yeah, See? no well, doubt. Hard work pays off. Right, who you got number four? The number four, I have Cam Newton. And the reason why I have him up there high because he's another dual threat quarterback. He um he was high in fantasy points. He may have actually led the league in uh fantasy points scored uh last year. So he he was he he's a really good quarterback to have. He's gonna get you those rushing touchdowns. They run the ball. I mean they're running game um with the Panthers, I mean, he's a pivotal part of the running game. So you're going to get your rushing yards, you're going to get your rushing touchdowns, and you're going to get um, you're going to get some touchdowns. And and the, the reason why I really like Cam this year is he has a lot of weapons. Man, DJ Moore's into the fold. Um, uh, you got Devin Funchins who had a pretty uh, decent year, even after they traded um Calvin Benjamin. Uh, you have Torrey Smith. You have uh, McCaffrey. Uh, you still have Olsen. I mean, they have a lot of weapons down there. So I have Cam number four. And I think you're really going to like this pick, Hurt. And this is all predicated on health. It's got to be Alex Smith. <laughs> Even better. Oh, okay. Carson Wentz. I, I love Carson Wentz, man. He was leaps and bounds better um, than his uh, than he was his rookie year. Oh, is is that a good thing or a bad thing? What What's, what's up? You don't like that pick? Not for this season. I, I no. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like I that's said, it really depends. If he's healthy, okay, see, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the caveat. If he's healthy, he's Because I don't five. think he's going to start the season out. Um, just, I mean, from what he's, you know, the, it's the AC. Now, he seems to be ahead of schedule and everything, but I think they're going to, and they ha- they can. He's their franchise quarterback. So you have a quarterback that you and Nick Foles who just won your Super Bowl, and you can kind of bring him back slowly. You don't want to just let's just toss him back out there. So there's still there's still time, but um, he for 2018, I think he's too high. If you wanna, if you have a franchise league, definitely. I mean, if you have him, you have him. I mean, unless you're just starting a franchise league over again, but um, yeah, no, he's definitely he would definitely be in my top. I'm not, you know, this is just, I have to disagree with something because, I mean, everything so far has been, um, has been good, but he, I just think he's a little bit too high. I need to see how he is and yeah, to see when he starts. That's fair. That's yeah. But fair. I mean, if you pick him up, I would pick him up, you know, in a draft somewhere. And if, if he's, you know, if you don't have him as a keeper and keep him somewhere. Yeah. Definitely. See, he's the type of guy I would pick early. But I will handcuff him with another quarterback that I think I can rely on. I just think his upside is too is too great to overpass. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah to pass but, up. I, but I totally agree with him being up there. I just had to just all right. A little, that's a little. Hey, no, that's great. Hey, that's cool. It's no problem with that. What about my number six uh, ranked quarterback, Matt Stafford? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just think he is a fantasy. Uh, he he puts up fantasy points, man. He um. Seems to never have a running game, so he's throwing the ball well, a lot. I said, no, because I had both running backs for him last year. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they catch a lot. 
Yeah. You know, he, cause they, they throw out of the backfield and he's, he's a dynamic quarterback. They just never win, but he definitely puts up stats. So, yeah. well, you know, but that, that's cool, man. Stafford with number seven. Yep. Okay. And I have Drew Brees. I, no, I have Stafford at number six. I have Drew Brees at number seven. Okay. Yeah. I, I you know, he's Drew, I know Drew Brees couldn't be too far behind, but yeah, yeah that's a definitely good. And, and the only reason why I have him down, um, a little bit lower is because they rely more on the running game. Uh, this year with with Kamara and with Ingram, so I have uh, Drew Brees slightly down. He had a little bit of a down year because that running game was so potent last year. Yeah, well, this year they're missing um, uh, what's you call it for the first four games? Oh, Ingram, right? Ingram for the first yeah. four games, but Kamara just yeah, I do that. I mean, when we talk about running backs, that's going to be huge. Um, so, uh, but man, you know, out of the backfield, so that that may cause him to pass more a little bit too. Yeah, so. Now, my number eight, this one may surprise you, and this is your boy, Captain Kirk. I have Kirk Cousins as the number eight ranked quarterback, and for a couple of reasons. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a mystery. Well, here's why. Um, he, I know why. I honestly know why, and there's only one reason. What? Because he's thrown to a turp. That's it. That's a big part of it. <laughs> That's he's, the only he's got weapons. Not to say he didn't have them last year, but he has weapons. He has a great defense, um, offensive line. He has a uh, running game. Um, hopefully, Dalvin Cook will be uh, completely healthy this year. But I just feel like he has everything lined up for him. He's in a, a lot better situation. He's playing in a dome. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about the elements. He should be putting up numbers this year. He really, really should. Um, and I think because he's surrounded by a better team, he'll have he'll have better numbers this year. And his fantasy numbers last year weren't that bad. His team um, wasn't that bad that he played on. He made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, but in look, red zone. he was the sixth um, highest fantasy scorer uh, last year. So, um, you know, I, I having him at eight with a with a better team. Yeah, those thirteen interceptions, a lot of them, like I said, were close. I, I mean that he he could have been higher if he just you know translated better in the red zone. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, all right. Well, but that's I, why he's gone. But also, that's why he's gone. They didn't sign him because yeah. they didn't trust him. But he, I mean, that's that's football stuff. But I, I mean, he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback. I just don't think he's. I think he's a little bit too high. Okay. Well, this one might be a shocker too. But I have Deshaun Watson as the number nine quarterback. And like I said, this is all predicated on health. Um, we he is one though that we do need to see a, a more. We need to see more. Um, see him play more. We need to see a full body of work, but I like Deshaun's upside. And in fantasy, when you're a dual threat quarterback, and he's a legitimate thrower who can run. He is not a running quarterback. Um, And just the numbers he put up last year, I mean, he could have a big year. So I have him as my number nine quarterback. And right behind him, I have Ben Roethlisberger. I just think um, when you have the weapons that you have at wide receiver, and running back with uh, Le'Veon Bell, also a pretty basically a receiver. I mean, Ben's going to always put up good numbers as long as Ben is healthy. And there is a question you you know we we need to you need to ask that is Ben going to be healthy all season? But but Ben's a gamer. Even when he's not healthy, you know he 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 plays. And if he you know unless he does have the injury that takes him out for two or three games, but. Ben's Ben's pretty consistent. I mean, he's not the the greatest fantasy quarterback, but I, I have him number ten this year. Um, All right, that, that, that works. Okay. Now number eleven, I have the great Phil 
Phil Rivers. Now, Phil Rivers, I have a love-hate relationship with Phil Rivers. Why do you hate with, with fantasy? Because he... Did you, was he your quarterback a lot? Yeah, yeah see, that's, that's the thing. And, and in fantasy, you know, if you burn me once in fantasy hurt, it's hard for me to go back to you. But Phil Rivers is a guy that has burned me, and I've gone back to him. And sometimes he's um helped me out. So, um, I don't know. I, I you know I'm gonna he's I think he I think he has a, a good supporting cast this year. Now he did lose um, Hunter Harvey for the year. Um, that's I mean that's not gonna help. But you know assuming that uh, Ken Allen is is healthy um, and we have um, a healthy Mike Williams, you know he could he could have a good year this year. So I'm gonna and he always puts up numbers. He always puts up passing numbers. So I'm gonna put him at number eleven. Uh, number 12, this is another, he's like another mystery, but Matt Ryan, like some years he's really good, but he's a good quarterback, like, in a, you know, in actual football-wise, he's a good quarterback, but fantasy-wise, he kind of goes up and down. So, you know, coming off his MVP season last year, he didn't really have That's that great That's what I feel about year. Roethlisberger. Like, I swear Roethlisberger is the only quarterback, um, and Matt Ryan has a little bit of Roethlisberger, and I'm not, not as much, but Roethlisberger will – can throw you seven and can throw seven against you. <laughs> like, yeah. Because those games against Jacksonville were horrific. Yeah. You know, uh, what was his stats? 28 and 14. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think of those 14 interceptions, 10 of them were against Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, he, he, you know, the thing is, he usually lights up um, teams in the division because, te- you know, you play Cleveland twice, you, you know, whatever. You know, Cleveland can still play him tight. Baltimore has a pretty good defense Cincinnati's okay but you know he he can light it up when he wants to but uh Matt Ryan's the same way it's just those you know AFC NFC South teams you know sometimes there's a shootout so he get he can get his uh points that way you know Sanu of course they just re-signed um your boy um uh, Jones yeah um so Julio so it's um yeah so where he is and where him and Roethlisberger is I think it's perfect Okay. Now, I'm just going to run down the rest of my top 20. Um, let me know what you think about these. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> number 13, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's somebody I think you can take a chance on. I think he's going to be the main offense on that team. So, I, I have him as a 13th-ranked quarterback. Right behind him, Jared Goff. Right behind him, Patrick Mahomes. Now, at 16, I, I don't know what his health is going to be this year, but I have Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. It's probably not to stop you, but that's horrible. Okay. Does Jimmy, listen, I know you like his beard. I know because he's dating some people. Everybody loves Jimmy G. I get it. But 13 already, I think that's Mahomes never. I'm not putting Mahomes who, who up there. You, who would you put in front of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Derek Carr. Okay. I mean, you know, I would, um, yeah, I, had I wouldn't even say at this point, Andrew Luck yet. We got it now. I'm talking about somebody who's a big mystery. That dude's a big mystery. Um, um, so at that's, that's, you know, and Jerry Groff had a good season. He's coming back with the same offense. I, of course, the offensive coordinator was a Redskins former offensive coordinator. So I love that dude. And I'm sure McVay got the best out of him. So I, I still like Jared Goff. I still need to see what Jimmy G does, but another person I would take ahead of him, and it depends on if he's healthy, of course, that can get you passing and rushing is Marcus Mariota. So um, I'd still got Jimmy G 13 is just, 
you know, yeah. a little too high on every list yeah. that he's that well, he's up there. On. Well, I'm banking on his upside. Um, yeah. In in in, he's got Pierre Gonçon. Yeah, you know, he's got um Marquis Goodwin, who know, he threw yeah. to a lot last year. Um, he's got. Uh, I think his name is Marquis yeah. Goodwin. He's got um his um. Um, Shanahan's his head coach. You know yeah. they have a um, uh, McKinnon. They got McKinnon in from uh, as running back yeah, who can catch Minnesota. out of the backfield. Yeah. So I mean, I did definitely, but I just think he's a little bit too high for thirteen. Yeah, I'm just banking on his upside. Yeah. Um, so, and I actually had Patrick Mahomes number fifteen. We we don't we don't really know anything about Mahomes, but no. So the, why is he so high? Because I think these are guys you could take chances on. I, I like. Would you want something steady first? That, you know, like I said, that de- that depends. That okay. depends. Like I said, I I told you my philosophy is I want that steady quarterback. Yeah. But if I'm picking in like the sixth, seventh, fourth, or fifth rounds, these might be guys I can. And you don't take. have a quarterback, right? Yet. You might He's, right because take the thing a flyer. is right because think about it. We didn't know anything about Aaron Rodgers right that first year. We I just mean, knew he was sitting behind uh, Brett Favre for three years, but we didn't know he was going to put up numbers like that. But if you got him when you got him, then that. It was great value and that paid off. I'm just saying that these are guys that we've seen snippets of that you might want to take a chance on. You know, you can still take a chance on these quarterbacks and still pick up somebody more solid in the later round as your second QB to kind of um, stabilize your lineup. You know what I mean? So if you're going to take these quarterbacks, if you're going to take a chance on these quarterbacks high, just make sure you get somebody in the later rounds that you might be able to rely on. So anyway, I'm putting Andrew Luck, 16, hopefully he, you know, assuming that he's going to be healthy. Right behind him, I have Alex Smith at 17. I have Dak Prescott at 18. I have <laughs> Derek Carr at 19. And rounding up the top 20, I have Marcus Mariota. Um, and just to, just to round off my last five, because I did a top 25, I have Tyrod Taylor, 21. Andy Dalton, 22. Case Keenum, 23. Mitch uh, Trubisky, 25. And Blake Bortles. At tw- I mean... Mitchell Trubisky at 24 and Blake Bortles at 25. So, guys and girls, this is my list of fantasy quarterbacks. Thank you for the championship. You're welcome. I mean, yeah, wow. That's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> so, real quick, I want to get into this segment uh, for a final couple of minutes because I know you guys thoroughly enjoyed um, the runner-ups. Um, Runner up, <laughs> um, QB fantasy. Um, and by the way, before you before you uh, talk about this, we will be doing a daily fantasy weekly challenge. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're going to see who's the. There's going to be stuff on the line. There's going to be money on the line between us. Yeah. So yeah, we'll you know we'll see how much I win by the end of the season. <laughs> All right. So um, real quick, for the last couple of minutes on the show, we're going to do a, um, a fun game called um, "Who's or What's Better." So, um, it's going to be, he's, Brian's going to give Brian a couple of choices or what is the better of something and he has to pick. So we'll start off with the uh, first one I have is well, who's better? Who's the better Sanders, Dion Sanders, Barry Sanders, or Colonel Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> Which one's better? Who's the better Sanders? There is no doubt that the best, better Sanders is Barry Sanders. With the Colonel being a close two, a close second. Colonel is third. <laughs> really? Seriously? <laughs> no, nah, man. Barry Sanders, he, dude, man, he's the best running back I've ever seen, man. I, I love, 
watching Barry Sanders was like watching. Uh, the, yeah, I, I it was it. like poetry in motion. He was he was great. Yeah. The elusiveness, the you know the scoring. I, I love Barry Sanders. So yes, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. All right. So next we have Madison Baumgartner. Uh huh. Or Madison Square Garden. What, what is the better Madison? I'm taking Bumgarner because his playoff record is way better than the Square Garden. I would well not if you included, <laughs> recently not if you included the Rangers. So uh, I would say Madison Square Garden, um, right there in the center of New York, right near um, right near uh, Macy's. So I gotta pick my hometown, Madison Square Garden. Okay. So um, next we have who's the better Rogers? Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Roy Rogers mm-hmm. or Mr. Rogers? Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, well, it's got to be a Rodgers, man. He a a run is the better Rogers. You know, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Though. Rogers close. Though. Yeah, he's if there's close. a one A and one B. Yeah, man. I, I, I have to say, maybe Aaron and Mr. Rogers. Yeah, man. Mr. But Rogers. Is if no you want to talk about impact on my life, it's definitely Mr. Rogers. Okay, definitely Mr. Rogers. All right. Um. So we have now Magic Johnson. Okay. Dwayne Johnson, who's right. the Rock, or Johnson and Johnson? Hmm. Wow, this hurt. This is uh, this is tough. You know what? I, it, at first, uh, I was gonna say uh, Magic. Yeah, it's not easy, is it? But no, you know, I'm gonna give it to the Rock. You give it to the Rock. You know, All this right. guy came from the WWE, became like the highest paid actor in Hollywood. I mean, he's pretty much the same character in all his movies. But look. He's the rock. Yeah, and they're all one word movies too. Yeah. So all right. Um so real quick, we have um Sean Combs, okay, P. Mm-hmm. Diddy, Sean mm-hmm. P. Diddy Combs, or Hair Combs. Which one's better? Hair Combs. Hair Combs. Kinda yeah. if you have hair, you gotta go to Hair Combs. <laughs> Alright, so um last one, we have um Mookie Wilson, Flip Wilson, or Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> Mookie <laughs> gotta go with Mookie uh, but thank you everyone uh, for tuning in today we'll, of course we'll be back um, next week um, download us on iTunes and on Stitcher and follow us on Facebook at NYDMD Podcast on Facebook and NYDMD Podcast on Twitter and we will see you later peace out y'all With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.